Love Talk Radio. All right, the Astros have won their first game of the season. We are now one and zero, oh, and the everything is great in the world except my dog wants to bark at everything all of a sudden. So you're all quiet for a second there, but wow, we won, and I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm surprised. I mean, there's little doubt with Justin Verlander on the mound and the Astros coming off winning World Series, I, there's little doubt that the Astros were going to lose this game. And they're, they're never out of it. The Astros had the lead the whole time. It started off with George Springer's uh, leadoff homer on the third pitch, same time, same thing he did last year. And it's just uh, against the Mariners, I believe it was. And mm-hmm. it just this, – this is exactly what this team is. Yeah, it wasn't a big slugfest like um, – Many people might have wanted, but it was still a place where everybody contributed. You saw um, Jake Marisnik hit a homer. You saw um, you saw Justin Verlander pitch six innings, I believe it was. Then you mm-hmm. saw Chris Dinty come in, then Brad Peacock, and then Mr. Love, lovely Ken Giles. And I hope he had a lovely day in the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ken Giles. Yeah, I'm not too worried about Ken Giles, no. but um, I, I just I wish they won't they don't put him in when it's a uh, it's not a safe situation for something. Yeah, yeah, it's not just Giles; it's all closers. If you put him in in a non-safe situation, it changes what they do, and so I don't know. But that one wild pitch was kind of what ticked me off the most was just the wild pitch. Look, you have a runner at third base. Why the heck are you th- throwing a, I think it was a slider yeah, uh, down so. down away from the hitter, and that was just a bad, careless mistake. I know you're trying to break it down, but anyway, you are listening to the CTH Podcast. We are part of the Fan Sided Network, and my name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric underscore CTH, and you can find my partner over here, Cody, at CTH. At, whoa, I turned it way yeah. down. Go ahead. Uh, at Cody uh, underscore CTH. Yeah, so uh, we were supposed to have a show last night, but funny story. Um, it just didn't work out because I was basically crying over this stupid thing over there, and I broke it. And uh, you're like, are we going to have a show tonight? I'm like, no, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> but I was putting together, uh, they call it a mudroom thing, and it's where you can keep your shoes in there and you can keep backpacks in there. And it, it's so we could try to get some organization organization in our life and I broke it. And so I had to fix it and put it back together, but it looks good now, but that's why we didn't have a show last night. I kind of wish we did, but, uh, I, I, you don't want to hear crying Eric on the radio. So no, no it's been like, been me solo than Eric energetic every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Ken Giles, <laughs> he better not. Suck. <laughs> I screwed it up, man. Um, my wife will never trust me again. <laughs> All right. So anyway, let's talk some Astros baseball. Um, were you any, were you surprised with any of the final cuts? I, we haven't had a chance to really talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I really wasn't. Uh, Tyler White and uh, like you know, uh, Tony Kemp. Those guys weren't all that really surprising. I figure they probably wouldn't make the team. It would. It would have to take a tremendous spring to, for Kemp to beat out Derek Fisher. And J.D. Davis, let's be honest, he just kind of tore the cover off the ball of spring training. They took notice. and But with the Yuli Gurriel news now, Davis may not be up for too long. 
Yeah, I know. All this hoopla for nothing. And uh, who knew uh, Guriel would just like be, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Let, let me play, guys. I just had surgery four weeks ago. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, Hoss, settle down there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's going to be probably back Tuesday or Wednesday, probably. And it's just be like, okay, you know, step in. J.D. Davis is like, okay, this is supposed to be like a four to six week audition. This is my time. <laughs> oh, no. This is my time. Crying J.D. Davis. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, somebody's not going to make a meme of J.D. Davis with the Michael Jordan crying face now. Just wait. Just wait. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess we kind of. Talk about everything already. I think we're done. All right. So good night. Astros win. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was a good game. Uh, it started off really good with the Springer homer, and then uh, then you had Bregman follow up with that double, and they called it a double even though it should have been a single and error. But mm-hmm. but oh well. Uh, and then you had Correa strike out. No 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 no. What did uh, Altuve do? Altuve. Let's see. Thank you, StatCast. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Altuve. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, I think he just ground. Uh, did he ground out or something? It's just an in-play outs. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, he either ground out or blew out or something like that. He yeah, did. I can't remember he did, but I remember what uh, Correa struck out. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. uh, who followed? It was um, Marwin. Marwin. And, yeah, Marwin, he looked overmatched in the first at bat, and yeah, especially yeah. batting right-handed. And yeah, he he's better as a left-handed hitter. Let's be honest, and that's yeah, that's not really a matchup I love seeing Marwin in. The, the first at bat, really too, is just kind of like uh, okay, he well, this may not be a game where you can expect him to have like a like oh there goes a home run or something, but. Yeah, uh, I was kind of, I was a little bit disappointed they didn't do anything after that Bregman double. I was like, all right, all right, let's see how this goes. And it's like, you know, Correa strikes out with Marwin strikes. Let's put to Hamels, uh, to his credit, he really did step it up. And, and you know, that's the thing is Hamels is still a veteran pitcher. He knows how to pitch. He can, he can get around stuff. And even though overall, you have to wonder if he's on the getting closer to the tail end of his career at this point. Like today, for example, five and two thirds innings, four walks, seven strikeouts, two home runs allowed. His control wasn't all that great. Even his velocity at various points were was down uh, compared to even what it was last year. First game of the season, you know, spring training was literally yesterday. So I wouldn't put too much stock into that, but that's something to watch going forward is how his velocity rebounds. And anytime I see a pitch lose a couple of ticks off or man pitches, I get worried. Like the whole thing with Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta looked fantastic in 2016. Our velocity is a little down. Okay, whatever. 2017, oh, it went down even further. Okay, this may be something. So it was kind of like the same thing with Dallas Keiko a few years ago. I was always thinking, like, well, his velocity went down or whatever. But at the same time, too, they just had a strike zone. Whole another story for a whole another day. But anyway, I digress. But, yeah, the the for the entire game, it just, like, I really wasn't all that concerned. Like, you, Justin Verlander was on the mound. Like, you have to feel confident when he's on the mound. Um the offense, you can tell this team, especially those two exhibition games with the Brewers the past couple uh, 
Uh, they the offense you can tell was just clicking, clicking, clicking. Which hey, by the way, we haven't talked about, about Kyle Tucker's grand slam and his first at bat at Minute Maid. I'm like, it's a sign from God. He's going to be amazing. He's going to be the second Ted Williams. I'm probably exaggerating that point, but you know, uh, I think he'll be up in June. I just think that he's going to go down to Triple A. Uh, that's been confirmed, right? Yeah, he's going to Fresno. Okay, right. That's Triple A. Uh, yeah, Triple A. Yeah, he's he. Oh, the power numbers are going to be nice in the PCL. Yeah, <laughs> yes. for sure. So, yeah, I think that we'll see him up there, and um, nothing gets Marisnik. Uh, we saw what he could do in the lineup. Uh, he can offer some power. He played. He made some great plays in mm-hmm. center field. So, mm-hmm. uh, so Marisnik is good. Fisher, I'm not sure, unless he hits, I don't know how much playing time he's going to get. Yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting situation. I wonder... Especially depending on really it depends on Kyle Tucker's development and how Fisher does for uh, the first two months. It's just going to be kind of interesting to watch. Uh, that may be like the only we concentrate all bring on literally first base, but left field could be a position where you're like, okay, it may look different come June or July. I'm like you. I think Tucker, if, especially if he continues to hit like he did last year and what he shows in the spring. Yeah, I think the Astros are. I think they'll 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 make room for him. They're not going to like uh, as much as they probably like Derek Fisher. They're not going to let him him block Tucker. So, but uh, I'm, I'm I am kind of curious though. See if Fisher could be used as a kind of a, a trade asset later at the deadline. That may be something too. So. Yeah, and so they may have him play for that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I can see how the Astros would say, no, we're gonna wait till 2019 for Tucker. Especially if we don't need them. Yeah, exactly. That's another point. Another point, exactly. It's just the Astros can go so many different ways, and they they're not forced to do anything. They're not in a rush. There's really like no determining need, like you know, really noticeable need with that. It's like okay, we can play our, we go our own sweet time. We can determine our pace and with him, and we're good. You can't question a team that just won a World Series uh, for crying out loud. So, (laughs) or not very much anyway. But yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be fun to watch to see how that happens. And uh, oh, but talking about just uh, just general news, just real quick, uh, just uh, going away from the game for a moment. Our boy Greg Collins signed with somebody today. I was a little, yeah, shut up. Uh, I, was, I was like, I was like, ah, eh, this he's gonna me. sign with the Cardinals. <laughs> he's gonna sign with the Cardinals. <laughs> then I get a text message. He signed with the Cardinals. I was Booyah. right. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, even if you throw like fifty thousand stones at, at a pond, you'll eventually hit one. Oh yeah, if so. a blind nut finds a eventually, a, uh, or I'm not blind nut, I'm crying out loud, I can't talk tonight. <laughs> a blind squirrel will eventually find a nut. There we go. Now I got the saying right. <laughs> yeah, you're nuts. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, th- about the game, uh, I think there it was impressive to see how many fans were there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was like they were coming off the World Series, and it. I mean, I'm not just saying that. It's just the fans are really into the game, and the Astros quickly kind of uh, knocked out of the way with Springer's homer. And then Hamels was a little wild. He had, uh, Altuve had that RBI uh, fly out. I think it was fly out, right? Yeah, it was a fly out. Yeah, sack uh, yeah, block. And then we had that Marisnik homer that hit the foul pole, and then you had um, – the who was it? It was um, Cray had the RBI yeah, double, double, yeah, mm-hmm. and he scored Altuve from first base. Yeah, and, um, Cray, I've never seen him swing like that. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. But I haven't really. He actually put his back foot backwards. Really? 
Yeah, so uh, he kind of did the Altuve thing, and and he made it go right to where he wanted. So maybe right. that's an adjustment he's making to kind of yeah. pinpoint where he's going to hit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any adjustments that Carlos Correa makes to make him uh, makes to be a better hitter. Yeah, baseball, you better look out. He's he's got, he's coming for the MVP award along with Springer. Uh, but yeah, it was. The Astros, what I like for the most part, is they took advantage of their opportunities. Of course, they also missed some. You know, the Bregman double in the first, not driving him in, was, you know, a little disappointing. But overall, they did a pretty decent job driving guys in. Like, I, I, was, I was fairly impressed with their approach today. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't really chase too much. Like, you kind of saw that same discipline they showed last year. It was just, it was just a nice little continuation of last year. You're like, oh, okay, this is, this is still the same team we all fell in love with last year. So, and I am, uh, I am wondering, like, how, uh, until uh, when Guriel comes back, I was just wondering how much will we actually see, like, you know, Mariznick in the outfield, uh, I'm, I'm, I think you'll see him a lot. Um, I think you'll definitely see him in eighth or ninth inning. Yeah. If it's a close game, they'll they'll kind of bring him in. And then because look at Reddick in left field, he looked really good today. Mm-hmm. And then you even had oh we haven't talked about this yet, Alex Bregman, the new outfielder. Oh yeah, the four man outfield. It was like like it was hilarious. Like seeing Michael Young, the former Rangers uh, shortstop, the former Rangers great. Uh, like he tweeted out or something along the lines of like, oh yeah, Joey Gallo, if he hits, if he gets a whole one, like they might as well give the pitcher a new ball and the kid's going, the stance is going to get a, home, a souvenir or whatever. Yeah, then like three of his four bats were like, oh, deep fly balls to outfield. Oh, look, there's a four-man outfield by the Astros. And it worked. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, the last one was a little scary. I yeah, it think it drove Springer to the wall, but overall, uh, it was a pretty good effective measure and mm-hmm. i think it got to his head I too because so. uh he just he and somebody i think it was nolan writing uh tweeted uh climbing Tiles hill yeah i saw that and he said well why can't we just get gallo to just hit a ground ball down third base and i i said my uh, my reply was same reason why you can't teach Shaq how to shoot a free throw mm-hmm. it's just some things people cannot do and that's what Gal if you look at his swing he's got a very big uppercut swing. No, and, yeah. So. It's just you know, if you do if you want Gallo to do something like that, you have to change the way he's a hit uh, he's been brought up as a hitter and you, if you do that you probably give up a lot of his power. So yeah, it's a give and take. But yeah, that was uh, when I saw that I was like I was like Alex Bregman, left fielder, go glove. I'm like I was I was I was having fun with that. <laughs> Yeah, and he looked uh, – the first uh, play went right to him, and that, yeah. that doesn't normally happen. Like, mm-hmm. you remember one time Carlos Beltran played left field last year, and he didn't get a single ball hit to him. And it's yeah. just amazing how it happens. But the, the one time he played in the outfield last year? I think it was more than one. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I was I was like – I was pretty impressed with, you know, that uh, well, I guess impressed is not the right word, but you know that strategy does intrigue me quite a bit. I am curious to see how often they pull that out. Like, it makes me wonder they may try to do that with Nelson Cruz when they played the Mariners. Uh, a couple of other, I'm trying to think of a couple other guys, um, Ryan Healy of the Mariners. Now, uh, maybe um, I'm trying to think who else they can pull that on in the division. But anyway, but yeah, that's going to be that's going to be fun to see another like 18 times this year, possibly. Uh, well, 18 games they play the Rangers. But another guy I think we need to talk about for a second too is just uh, or two guys is 
how does Davinsky and Peacock, especially Davinsky, Davinsky strut, uh, strut off the mound? I saw the little clip on Twitter. I was like, like that's that's my guy. That's my guy right there. Yeah, and Jeff Blum was saying that uh, he has his he's rocking his nine no his two thousand uh, do with the uh, he's got it kind of uh, bleach blonde. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But Davinsky looked great. Uh, Peacock, uh, he threw one pitch that was. I mean, nobody was on base, but it was like a slider, and it went all the way over there. It was like uh-huh. one of the best wild pitches you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Peacock looked effective, and Giles didn't look terrible. He just uh, – he just – I don't – he just that one pitch, that wild pitch, and then uh, Andrews got that – I think it was a double or was it a single? I think it was a single. Well, don't hold me to that, but I think uh, – let's see, let's see, see. Right here, right here, right here. I kind of put up a Giles block when he comes in, and my wife was screaming at me the whole time. Why is Giles our closer? Why why can't we trade for somebody else? Why do we blah, blah, blah. I'm like, gee, she's still holding some grudges yeah, from yeah. the World Series. Oh, uh, by the way, the Andrus uh, hit was a double. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I, I was betting the Giles as soon as that happened, especially after he gave up that run. I was like, the, the trolls are coming. The trolls are coming. Hide. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where I was like, oh yeah, it's not great with look. But opening day is is that one game of the year where everybody instantly overreacts. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, the world's ending. Oh my gosh, like you know, our star player went zero for three with three strikeouts or whatever. I'm like, calm down, calm down. It's going to get better. Like you know, get get some more milk. Go to bed. Wake up. Game two's tomorrow, so we'll be good. Unless you're the Marlins. I, there's there's literally no hope for Marlins fans. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all are my y'all are my prayers. So not even Brinson. Mm, he, he, he went over four today. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, I, I like Brinson, but it's like like okay, this team's good. like legitimately there were. I saw on Twitter a couple of national guys were tweeting out like especially after Ian Happ had that home run, they kind of got blown out early on. It was like. Like multiple evaluators, like I read somewhere once, it's like multiple evaluators think this is literally a replacement level team, and but they beat the University of Miami the other day, twenty-two to two. Yeah, <laughs> at least we know the difference between a base, uh, a major league team and a, a college team now. At least we know the difference. Right. But yeah, it's like one of those things where like you know, like you know, they may be lucky, to, you know, they may be approaching you know Astros twenty twelve twenty thirteen kind of level of suckitude. Probably so. But. LeMayu just hit a, a homer off of uh, Patrick Corbin. Ooh. Oh, yeah, the Diamondbacks and Rockies are playing right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And the only other game that's out there, the rest, I guess, were rained out. Yeah, the Washington, uh, the Nationals and the Reds were rained out. I think the Dodgers and the Giants. No, are you kidding me? Tyron Block, or whatever his name is. Yeah. He outpitched Clayton Kershaw. Seriously? What, what the crap? What? What? Okay, listen, well, it's only five innings, but he Still. five shutout innings. He only gave it three hits, three walks, three strikeouts. And then Kershaw, poor Kershaw, struck, I mean, six innings, eight hits, one run, two walks, and seven strikeouts. Uh-huh. And he lost one to nothing. What uh-huh. happened to this freaking awesome lineup? I know, right? Though, the same lineup we've been hearing about, like, all offseason. Like, oh, yeah, they can rival the Astros and the Yankees. And overall, probably can. But still, it's like, it's like, like okay, like, sh- show up for your ace. And look at Kershaw. He got two hits today. 
What the? Snap. He's got two hits. Uh, he's trying to make things happen. And he's helping his own cause. Yeah, he gets two hits. Then he gets on base, and uh, Taylor strike out, strikes out. Siegler strikes out. Uh, if I'm Kershaw, I'm like, y'all guys are paying for. Like, I'm not. I'm not taking all the dinner this season or whatever until you start giving me some run support. Like, you know, of course, one game, but still, yeah, that's that's the Giants fans are probably like, yes, we have hope. Actually, you really don't. But yeah, it's. No, that's good that you beat Kershaw once. That's 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 good. Yeah, so um, I know the Royals suck right now, and they're probably going to suck for a while. Um, but you know, you know what's really worse to be a Royals fan when your 27 homer a year catcher is trying to carry luggage and falls and trips and tears his MCL and is out six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I saw that. I was like, I was like, oh, poor Salvi, poor uh, Salvi. Uh, you saw my response. I I sent uh, a text to the our fantasy baseball. I'm like, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was like, it was like, I saw that text. And I was like, oh, Eric's not happy right now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't cuss, and I cuss. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did that one. I was like, I was like, uh, but yeah. I saw. It. I was like, I was like, oh, that sucks. And it's just like you know, especially Salvi Perez. He's such a likable player as a whole, and uh, uh, you know, as a whole is like. You know, really, this just sucks. Like, in the Royals, I realize they weren't going to do anything really this year anyway, as much as people like to believe, unless, you know, they pull the Royals and beat their projections again, but besides the point. But, yeah, it's like one thing is, like, that's one of the bright spots of that team is him and, and, and Moose. Those are the two guys which people probably pay to go see. Yeah. And they have Moose on a one-year deal with a incentive or I, the, the, the incentive, the extra year stuff. That's not going to happen. He's going to hit the free agent market again next year, and, and yeah. he's he's going to get his money next year. I think he's going to be the like the consolation prize for not getting Manny Machado for anybody. Yeah, I just think it was a wrong time for him to be a free agent, uh, especially with this market. And mm-hmm. we'll see. Things will probably change next year, especially if Kershaw files for a free agency. Um, we'll also see what happens with Bryce Harper. And there's just so many in Dallas Keuchel. Machado is yeah. another. Yeah, it's it's going to be ne- next off season is going to be fun. It's going to be. I, I hope not to be like okay it's christmas and we still don't have a major like signing this is you know this is strange right. yeah so uh hopefully it'll be a long october and uh, the astros won't have to worry about going and get a lot of free agents G- give Keiko that one last world series ring before he leaves yeah so anyway uh so hopefully y'all been able to hear that so yeah we had a little issue last time and uh i just realized that maybe they're not hearing us again, so we'll see. Anyway, okay. So my kids like to press the buttons, and so yeah. I told them not to, but uh, it looked like some buttons were pressed again. But anyway, so um, you're listening to the CTH podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric underscore CTH, and you can find Cody at Cody CTH, and you can find our site at Astro CTH, and we are on Facebook and I think that's it, right? Yeah, the Facebook and the Twitterverse is pretty much it. We don't have any other handles yeah. on. We're, we don't do Instagram, people. We don't. Yeah, I don't even know what that's for. And Snapchat, it just seems like I don't get that purpose of Snapchat. Uh, no, uh, is Snapchat still used by like, thir- like you know, like my teenage- students use. Yeah, it. teenagers. They're like- walking down the hallway just Snapchatting. I'm like, okay, what are you doing? All right, I bet you five bucks that kid trips on that. Uh, right, right. Oh, 
give me my five bucks now. Like, were you using Snapchat? Yes. Okay. Double, double that. Ten bucks. Yeah. Ten bucks. So uh, last week you were in here, and we we had um, was it Chucky Robinson? Yeah, Chucky Robinson on, and we had so many issues, and so I had um, one of my friends come in, and what we did, Brett, his name's Brett, uh, Chance. Chancy or something, mm-hmm. uh, but he came in and we were talking for 15 minutes, and then Chucky kept on trying to call, and mm. so uh, he kept on calling, and we could hear him smacking, <laughs> and we're like, "Hey Chucky, hey Chucky," and uh, the kids had put these all the way down, oh, so they could he couldn't hear us. Oh, and oh, so even the uh, I've learned something that uh, with this program. If it doesn't record anything, it doesn't – I mean, if there's no sound, then it won't record. Huh. So it only had 26 minutes of it. But luckily, I figured out what happened, and then we got in hold of Chucky. And I don't know if you had a chance to listen to him, but it was one of the best interviews I've ever had. Yeah, uh, I, had t- I, I got little tidbits of it here and there when I had time. I was like, I was like this is impressive. Yeah, I mean, he knows what he's talking about, and he's open, and uh, it just – some some people uh, some prospects are very kind of guarded and they don't really want to talk too much mm-hmm. they don't want to reveal too much but he's like uh, he told some deep dark secrets about the draft and I'm like oh the Astros said um, will you play for this amount of money and I said sure and then next thing you know he's drafted by the Astros so oh oh yeah sometimes sometimes just being like that is just like you know okay uh, sure let's 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 roll with that is you know and he's a guy i've been kind of paying attention to for like the past year or so in the minors i'm like um, especially when he's like no batting gloves or whatever the, some of the pictures i saw i was like i was like okay okay this, yeah. uh, this, this, I, I like this guy i like this guy so. uh, speaking of no batting gloves mr preston tucker has a job in um in atlanta right now so he's their left fielder i believe yeah. and uh so more power to him. Uh, wish him luck, but we're hoping to get his brother up in Astros pretty, pretty soon. Yes, yes. Uh, we that'll be amazing if he can come up and do quite well. And while we're talking about Mr. Preston Tucker, we do love the shout outs to our former favorite prospects. Uh, let's see how he did today. Oh, there he is. He went one for four with an RBI. Um, yeah, it looks like it's just an RBI single, but yeah, no, he got got he got some of bats, you know. Got some playing time. Good for him. I'm happy to see that. Uh oh. Uh oh. What? That's not Kluber, is it? Ah, oh, crap. What happened? Um, Cruz hit a two-run homer off of Kluber. Oh. So yeah, that's good. I have him in two leagues, so that's gonna kill me. Okay. Yeah, uh, opening day. There's nothing like it. It's when aces can be total crappers, and yeah. then you have. Block, who pitches a shutout against the vaulted Dodgers offense, whatever. Yeah, it's like, it's like okay, all right. It just proves the one reason I love baseball. Baseball can get a little weird on you, but hey, guys, uh, we can. Uh, we'll go ahead and take some phone calls today. If you want to go and call in, go and call in at three four seven eight five zero eight eight two three. But uh, I'll repeat three four seven eight five zero eight eight two three. But we want to know what your thoughts were on opening day. It was awesome. Uh, but we want to hear what you have to say. So, guys, just go ahead and call in, and you don't have to have something very prepared. Just come in and talk to Masters Baseball with us. Uh, repeat, the number is 347-850-8823. Uh, 
so Cole Hamels, I don't, mm-hmm. I wasn't too impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he walked three batters in that one inning, and I'm yeah, not three. three. Yeah, three. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually disappointed that the Astros didn't do more with him. I I know, right? Is like well, that's why it kind of goes back to like early in the game when Bregman got that double and they loaded the bases. I think at one point it's just like you know I was like okay, like or well it does a couple of innings later, but still it's like it was three runs, but it, that was the actuality of it. But it's like it felt more like it was a that could have been a five, six, seven run explosion against Hamels. But the Astros, like for example, surprisingly. Uh, the team with runners in scoring position went 0 for 6. Yeah. It's, it's like one of those games where they, they clearly got some runs, but it's like they left a lot on the, on the base. Yeah, pass. that's what I was saying. I was just disappointed with just they could have done more. And I know not every game is going to be a um, game five of the World Series where you're it's slugging out. But yeah. you, you wish you could have put some more. That way you didn't have to put Ken Giles in the game. and. Mm-hmm. But you have to be impressed with what Justin Verlander did. Yes. And that one time where uh, it, the umpire called it a ball and oh, I heard that it. look of death. It was just like was he like, just looked at him and just stared at him for like a good 30 seconds. And uh, then he just uh, was like, okay, I'm good. And then turned around. But, yeah, so, yeah, Verlander, you got to love him. And uh, he didn't. He didn't look like he had his best stuff out there today, but he still looked yeah. pretty good. Oh yeah, his his, his stuff when he's seventy, even just seventy five, eighty percent is still better than a lot of guys a hundred percent. Right, and it's just Verlander is just one of those guys where you go out there like, okay, he'll bring it, and you know, you know, especially being on a team that's uh, competing again, uh, you know, I think that just brought that extra level out of him again that we haven't seen and. A while with the Tigers, you know, of course, aging and uh, backsliding. But yeah, like I was really impressed with Verlander. Of course, the relief core and Davinsky and Peacock did really well. I'm like you, Hamels looked wild as all get out. Um, going back to just the runners in scoring position, like, look at this runners left in scoring position with two out. The only two guys that got bad situations was Marlon Gonzalez and Evan Gaddis. And Marwin was batting from his right side to the, not his left side. But, yeah. So it, I was like, okay, the Rangers kind of, the Rangers kind of out in that regard. Yeah, uh, there's a few things that stood out to me that more on the Rangers side. But did you see that play of uh, Brian McCann when? Um, yeah. When Hamels ran into Boom. <laughs> yeah. football tackle around the base pass. Yeah, and then you had Gallo get up and he's like. I seriously wonder if Gallo is just a bit concussed after that. I would be. I was like, it's like, uh, and both Hamels and Gallo are kind of big dudes. It's like, like okay, this is if this is NFL, we would have been flat for a 15 yard penalty. You know, be a, uh, you know <laughs> Texas Rangers first. Well, it's on their own team. So yeah. I don't think it counts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that or would be Houston Astros first down. Oh sorry, sorry. I, <laughs> I I should not bring football into baseball discussions. I'm sorry. No. But uh, but yeah, I saw. I was like, I was like, this is like that was insane. I was like, I was like, and I'm like, I guarantee you, Gal is going like, all right. I, I need I need need something. I need to leave it tonight. I need the Tylenol PM. Whatever, just give it to me. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure you get something a little stronger than Tylenol. PM. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that play was just odd because Brian McCann just like, oh, okay, let me just run around you, do, 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 do. and the ball would have gone foul too. Yeah, if he would just let it go, it would have gone foul. And I know uh, Brian McCann, even though he's 
getting older. He's not the, as good a hitter. I get. I'm sure they wanted to get the easy out mm-hmm. with a bunt, so yeah. to speak. But yeah, that was just a bad play. Mm-hmm. And Brian McCann uh, he sure looks slow going. First you see, just home. bend over after he's going. Huh, 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 I'm not. I haven't ran like that since game five. <laughs> now, I don't think he was just out of breath, but he just no, can't run. <laughs> he can't run. No, he can't. Like it's just like I'm just making a joke. But yeah, it's like, it just reminds me. Well, game five. Not game five, but game seven, the World Series. Like when he's like McCullers drove in McCann. I'm like, this could be our night. Like this that happened. That this could be our night. Yeah, even Callis and I think Blum were both. Saying, well, shouldn't they have thrown home? I mean, they should have probably tried to get McCann because McCann running. But yeah, I'm I'm glad to see his bat. I mean, it wasn't, right, mm-hmm. but it wasn't dead today. No, and, uh, he got that hit. Uh, he did score that run. Uh, I think. I want to say he walked. No, he no, didn't. Uh, he went one for four with the run and yeah, strikeout. Right. So Gaddis got a walk. Yeah, and, oh no, that was a four pitch walk, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, because it was just like four pitches. You like take your base. Yeah, he also had the but one of his two strikeouts was like three pitches, three strikes. He's he's yeah. done. It was like it was like okay. It was like so, so just uh, keep your bat on your shoulders. Okay. Yeah, it's like. Which reminds me of an interesting time when Morgan Hinsburg did not lift the bat off his shoulders, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's just not talk about Chris Bryant and Mark Capel. Oh, no, so no, no. Let's not no, bring no, up no, no. bad memories. God bless you, Mark Capel. <laughs> I think you're a stand-up guy, but, yeah, but we're, not, we're, not, we're not going down that path. But think about if we did get Chris Bryant. Think about how the franchise would have changed. Yeah. Well, we would probably not have Alex Bregman. No, we wouldn't. We um we probably instead of getting you know Carlos Correa was the year before right yeah Carlos Correa was before and then next year we got Aiken. Uh, yeah Aiken, which turned into Bregman and yeah. Tucker the following year we still probably would end up with Tucker but probably not Bregman I would guarantee you if they took Brian they probably would have taken a pitcher with a second overall pick right who, and I have no idea who was hot was it John Gray that year no it wasn't John Gray I forget who it was but. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, they probably would have taken a pitcher second overall. Yeah, you're gonna miss on some prospects, and a yeah. lot of people are say that AJ Reed is probably one of those prospects that the Astros missed on. Aiken, uh, is he? I guess he's still playing. Yeah, uh, he's he's with is the, he still in, with the Indians. Yeah, he's still with the Indians and having. Eh, he's having. He he's not. He's not bad, but he's not great either. And uh, I I don't think his velocity ever recovered like they were hoping it would, which is always the. Risky run with Tommy John, which you bring up uh, first round picks that didn't work. So you know how we talk about rebuilds, Astros, even they didn't get every pick right, they did quite well. The Kansas City Royals released a former first round pick in Kyle Zimmer. Uh, oh really? Yeah, they released him today, and it's just like, like thing at the time, it's like, see, this is what happens. Like even even guys you take in the first round, there's no guarantees, and the Astros, like you can treat. Is in finding the talent, but you also attribute it to like you know the the, the situation has just worked out like you know luck or, luck or destiny eventually works yeah. out. <laughs> Speaking of Gray, he just gave up a two run double to uh, Jake Lamb or is it Jacob or Jake? Uh, Jake Lamb. Yeah, Jake Lamb. Mm-hmm. I've got him on fantasy fantasy team, so at least my offense is doing. Yeah, good. at least your offense is doing something. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but back to the Astros. Um, the bullpen was great. Uh, the the starting pitching today from Verlander, it's what what you needed. And mm-hmm. I like um, 
I like uh, their talk there. I, I know you didn't get a chance to listen or watch the show. I mean, I guess you didn't get to watch it where you, you can really pay attention at work, right? No. So, but they're talking about Dallas Keuchel, and they're saying that uh, most people from uh, around the country want to know if he's upset, if he's not the opening day starter. And they said no, because he knows that it's Justin Verlander. Yeah, it's, 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 it, yeah. it's one of the few guys – that you could hand the ball to in front of Keiko and Keiko wouldn't have been pissed about it. Like, it would have been like guys like Justin Verlander or Max Scherzer, uh, Clayton Kershaw, guys like that. You're like a handful of guys that wouldn't right. piss him off. But Bud Norris, if he's up oh. over Keiko, then that would be a different story. Yes, yes. I wonder how Bud Norris felt about that extension that that uh, Phillies uh, second base prospect signed. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder how I wonder how he feels about that. Oh yeah, let's let's go and talk about that. Um, that that was surprising, and um, you would think that they would start him, but he didn't start today. Yeah, that's weird. And also, I love it too how the national guys give the Phillies all the praise for their innovative way how they lock up young but, talent. But when the Astros offered George Springer or John Singleton a, a contract before they called up, like they'll like. Excuse my language, but those cheap bastards! Like how, how dare how dare they? <laughs> you can send all complaints to Cody at Cody CTA. Hey, hey, hey! I apologize for my one slip up. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. The bastard just to kind of threw me off. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, but yeah, it's it's true. It's true. It's like you know, seriously, like you know, it's. Like, okay, like, you gave the Astros a bunch of trouble about this a couple of years ago. Then the Phillies come oh, along. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's like, it's like, mm, mm. And then Jared Cozart, I remember he gave he uh, he gave the Astros slack for letting Mark Capel throw in the Oh, oh, and, oh. I mean, they didn't say who it was, bro, but like, later you know on. Who, you, yeah. We found out later who it was. It was like, it was like, come on, really? Really? Like, that was a not, like. Okay, I'm sorry. When you're a part of a team that's losing 100 plus games or 90 plus games in a season, yeah, your your field's not sacred ground. I'm sorry. Right. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, look ahead. Uh, we got three more games versus the uh, last place Rangers. Can we call them last place yet or no? Oh uh, yeah, uh, might as well. Let me look at the standings. Let me see. Depends on what the. Uh, yes, according to my standings, they are tied with the Angels for last place. Yeah. So they are the last place um, Rangers right now. Mm-hmm. All right, so tomorrow we have Dallas Keuchel versus, get ready for it, Doug Fister. Yeah. Yeah, so throw your fist up in the air because Keuchel don't care, <laughs> and he's going to take care of business tomorrow. Yes, he is. So uh, it's a 7.05 start tomorrow, and I thought about going, but then my daughter has a, soft, a soccer game next day. No. Hmm. I don't know. I kind of want to go up there. But that's a long drive, and yeah, it's a long drive, isn't it? Easter weekend too. Yeah, yeah. So we got Easter egg hunts to do and stuff. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, so what do you think that score is going to be? Uh, if the offense is swinging like they have been the last couple of days, I say I say it's seven to two, seven to three game sounds sounds about right. Yeah, sorry, I'm still tired from that stupid project. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go more of a 5-1 to one Astros win. I just think that Fister is not – Fister's not the guy he used to be. No. I know he has a career 368 ERA, but – The past three years has been like yeah. ERAs in the fours. 
And and yeah, and the Astros they know Fister. Like I'm not saying he can't surprise and pitch a really well, you know, well game. But can you believe this dude won 12 games with the Astros that year? In 2016, I remember him when him and Mike Fi- when he and Mike Fires were our two main guys when Geico and McCullers went down. Uh, hang on a second, I just realized something. How? Uh, I think of two different years. I think. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, Geico. Uh, Ke- yeah, I guess they both were hurt the year before too. Yeah, they were. Uh, I can't help but wonder too. Like you know, Mike Fires was kind of our kind of our um, uh, low key savior. Is like it's like. Like, how can we make it through a season now without him? Exactly, and uh, that's what we have Colin McHugh for, and I think that mm-hmm. he's going to be that guy, and hopefully when they get him in, they'll get him in for two-inning stints and maybe sometimes three. That way, if he need, does need to do a spot start, he can at least give you maybe four four innings exactly. or something. But, exactly, exactly. And Well, and oh, by the way, real quick, uh, going back to uh, Fires, Brewers, gone to my mind. Did you hear what some of the Milwaukee guys were saying during the exhibition games? Like their radio or TV guys are like saying, like the Astros fires Gomez trade was a complete and utter disaster. They're like mis- then they were like misremembering stuff badly. Like they are like the cover was back in 2013. That cover was George Springer, and then it was like a couple other things too. And uh, and everybody was kind of giving them grief about. It. I was like I was like hmm I got to go back to listen to that, but it was like. Uh, it just made me think of that. I was like, okay, Milwaukee, like, just concentrate on you guys. Like, try to out. They're saying it was bad for them or bad for us? Uh, it was like an utmost disaster for the Astros. Okay. Yeah, it was like, it's like, don't get me wrong. It wasn't a great trade, but it wasn't like, you know, the the absolute worst. Yeah, and y'all don't even trust um, Brett Phillips. Uh, Brett Phillips with a job. You have to go out and get uh, Yellick, Kane, and. and uh, so is Braun going to be. Uh, I don't know what in the world they're going to do with him. Because <laughs> they, they still kept the uh, first base uh, prospect. Uh, I forgot his name. Oh, oh, he made the roster as oh, well. Oh, Domingo Santana. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. He's going to be an outfield. Yeah, he's going to be an And outfield. it's going to be Kane and then Yellick. And then there's a Rule 5 guy or something, yeah. a first base prospect that they kept on the roster. And they don't know where he's going to play. And I just don't know where Braun's going to play because you know Thames is going to play from yeah. time to time. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know if Braun's gonna be keeper material after this year. So, yeah, I'm I'm curious now. I'm, I've got him in my other league. Yeah, I know I traded him to you. Yeah, I got him. Season. Yeah, I got him. My uh, on on that team. I'm I'm kind of curious to see what happens to him now. But yeah, it's like you know, it makes you wonder. The the they're bragging the the top guy they're bragging about over there in that trade is uh is a uh, hater. Oh yeah, yeah. And that, of course, I would love to have haters as a left-handed option in the bullpen, but you know, you would think those guys are. You know, I think if he stayed with the Astros, I think he would probably been in the in the rotation. Probably so. I think that he was on that track, and then yeah. I think he got derailed a little bit. But yeah, Milwaukee, I think had other plan in mind. But yeah, uh, that was like one thing. I was like, I was like, all these announcers are getting stuff wrong. Like, no, no, oh well. Yeah. Uh, I'm anyway. through with my old man yelling at the kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the series. So we have the um, – so we both think that the Astros win tomorrow. Yes. Uh, okay, so Saturday it's a 3.05 game. Uh, that's nice to know. Um, so it would be Lance McCullers and Matt Moore. Yes, formerly Matt Moore that everybody wanted from the Devil – or sorry, the Rays. Yeah, the Rays. Yeah, the five point one two ERA Matt Moore from San Francisco last year. Yeah, that that dude. 
Yeah, that's uh, I, I I like their chances. In, let's just be honest. I, I like their chances in all four of these games. <laughs> I mean, look at the rotation. I mean, the weakest spot in rotation is Charlie Morton, who's the game the World Series hero. Yeah, it's like it's like you have to feel good. Like don't get me wrong, baseball is going to baseball, but right. But at the same time, too, it's like you know you compare the Astros' rotation to the Rangers. It's like. Ooh, it's not even really much of a comparison. No, but the Rangers are, I mean, I know they're not going to come out and say that they're not trying to compete, but look at the moves they've made this offseason. They got Doug Fister. They got Tim Lincecum. Mike Miner. Mike Miner. And those aren't the type of moves. Those are the moves you kind of like add to your team and like give you really one to like give that one last push, but it's not what you build on. It's like the 2004. 14 moves for the Astros. It's just like minor moves just to kind of get them through the season yeah. while trying to keep a certain payroll. But uh, so, oh, don't let me forget. There's one more thing I'll talk about today's game. So um, what do you think that score would be? McCullers versus Matt Moore. Hmm. Uh, I'll probably go probably five to three, five, five to two or something along those lines. Uh, I think it's going to be slugfest. The Astros win uh, 10 to two. 10 to two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't think Mc- I think McCullers will go not quite six innings, but he'll go like five and two thirds. Yeah. Uh, but then you might see Colin McHugh come in and kind of um, pitch three innings, and yeah. uh, especially if it's a blowout game like that. So I, now I think they're going to pile on Matt Moore early, and uh, we saw what they did against lefties in the playoffs. And so, um, yes, uh, wait, who's Doug Fister's a righty? So, yeah, okay, so. We we were successful against the lefty today. I just I would like to see some better swings from Marwin Gonzalez if he's mm-hmm. going to bat right-handed versus the left-handed pitchers. But I am curious to see. Uh, he probably will play against uh, Matt Moore, but I'm kind of curious if they may go with a different approach in that game. I'm not sure, but eh, yeah, just a thought. I mean, I know you have to start Josh Reddick, but yeah, um, also. I, J.D. Davis only has, what, four days left? Yeah, they're going to have to, uh, you know, if they're, if they're serious about at least giving him a little playing time, he, I would think right now would be the time to do it. Because Marlon, he did play first today. It's not like they stuck him in the outfield. It's not like right. they have to play him, like, you know, kind of give him what they offer. You know, he's not, you know, lefties kind of give him trouble. And let's see what J.D. Davis can do. That's... Right. So let's go with um, on Sunday we have, really? <laughs> Uh, Garrett Cole versus Mike Miner. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a sweep. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. If this is not a sweep, I'll be a little bit disappointed. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I think the trap game will probably be. I think, I think the Saturday game could uh, be a trap game. Yeah, I, like don't get me wrong. I think Matt Moore, he showed what he could do in Tampa. He had that one bad year in San Fran, but you know, yeah, he's he's a guy. Oh, actually, all the. Ranger moves they made this offseason, I was like, I actually like that one the most, picking him up. Kind of like a low-risk like a low risk investment, seeing what he right. can do. Uh, uh, a veteran left-hander. Is like, I was like, okay, this move actually makes sense for him. So. I think the Astros actually had a chance for a minor as a reliever, but he wanted to be a starter. Yeah, a minor, he wanted to be – he wanted to get that opportunity. Because he's a starter in Atlanta, and Kansas City said, hey, we're going to bring you along on our own timeline. And they, right. He was a kick-butt lefty out of the bullpen, so – yeah, so uh, I'm excited to see what happens this series. And um, the, a lot of people were tweeting um, that the Rangers fans were calling them bandwagon Astros fans. Oh, yeah, you weren't Astros fans when they were losing all those games. And <laughs> and then uh, one person uh, tweeted, like, 
Oh, here's the picture of the seats of the Rangers fan who called me a bandwagon fan after he left when the Astros took the 4 nothing leads. Well, that's like, you know, the whole thing. Well, uh, I, I can never pronounce his last name right, but CJ... Kowski? Yeah, that that dude, the former uh, uh, pitcher. Yeah, he was up there, like, saying before the game, like, we got to make the Ra- Texas into a Rangers day again, like it's almost always been. Did you have to watch the that podcast? Or? No, I, I, it was something I saw on Twitter, like somebody posted or whatever earlier. It was, like, a- after work, I was like, oh, okay. And it's, but he's apparently, like, you know, with all, remember, they're all their playoff runs and all the legends that play for the Rangers. The, Rangers, the Texas used to be, the, uh, like, all Rangers or something. Or, you know, he was going off on some tangent. It was along those lines. I'm like, yeah, he probably doesn't remember the 1960 Astros, 1970 Astros, 1980 Astros, 1990 Astros. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Astros for about four decades had more success than the Rangers. And arguably even more, like, you know, the Rangers kind of owned us there for the past 10 years. But, you know, it's funny how fate works out. One World Series title is greater than two AL pennants. The math works. Um. Uh, here's a quote from Brian T. Smith. Uh, Springer has had nine homers, 24 RBIs in his last 22 games versus the Rangers. That's pretty impressive. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He he's he, he has a little. Uh, he's carrying something a little bit extra with, with them. I think when they play the Rangers. Well, and really, honestly, you know the Astros. You know a lot of them. Probably, you know a lot of them don't not, do not like the Rangers. They just seen what happened. You know, coming up the last couple of years, and it's just really this past year that fortunes kind of the tide kind of turned in that battle. And it's just like, like you know, you know, the Astros probably do not have too many fond feelings for the Rangers. And I thought it was kind of weird. I Man, I know they talk, and I saw Correa and Odor having mm-hmm. a conversation today. And I mean, they didn't seem like they're upset, but it just I don't know, just. I mean, they could have been, like, just talking, but it was just, if they hate each other, how can they be talking like this? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, yeah, and I say that it's just probably, I don't know, but you can just definitely tell there is a little bit of animosity between the two sides a little bit. I don't know. And it feels so weird Prince Fielder not to be there. I know. I know, right? I, I know he wasn't there last year, but it just, it still feels weird, and what what's this team gonna be like when Beltre's gone? But uh, I don't know. Their their main building pieces now, or what they argue is Gallo, Mazzara, and uh, Odor. Those are like the they, what they. Andrews is still twenty seven, right? Yeah, yeah. Andrews is still like you know he's still quite young. Like he's you know, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they're going. And they don't really have any young pitchers really to. Yeah, that's speak. the problem. That, that Nick Martinez, he keeps on getting lit up, and then Jerkson, Jerkson Profar, he never really turned into the player that uh, they wanted him to. Like it's, it's amazing when you think about it. Remember the spring he had last year? Yeah, and then he got hurt. Yeah, it's like you feel bad for the dude, but it's like I remember. Th- I remember a couple of years ago, I went to a Corpus Christi Hooks game, and uh, they were playing the Frisco Rough Riders. I remember seeing, like, I was, like, all excited because I saw John Singleton. Uh, that's when Jared Cosart was down there. Uh, Jerkson Profar was down there for uh, for the Rough Riders along with uh, a couple other guys, too. And it was just, like, I was, like, thinking to myself, like, okay, these guys are, like, you know, these are going to be the next stars of tomorrow and everything. Nope, and didn't really turn into that way. But, yeah, it was just, like, you know, the Rangers, they – 
they had a highly touted farm system for a while, and then it's just kind of like they are traded away guys or guys named Pound, which is another reason why you have to be extremely careful when it comes to like uh, you know rebuilds and stuff on the fly. It's like you know there's no guarantees. The Rangers are kind of proof of that now. It's kind of like a cautionary tale for the Astros for. For about three or four years, you you wonder if the Rangers were going to have a juggernaut for ten or fifteen years. So, do, are they keeping the manager visits on the scoreboard? I mean, yeah, on, on the, the mound visit. Man, I know, but on box score. Uh, I don't think they have it on the box scores. I was just looking at that because I know uh, the Rangers kept on having to go out there. But... I know they went through like four in the first like four innings. <laughs> yeah, I don't see it on box scores. So that'll be interesting to see how this plays out this year because you're going to have that manager that some will forget and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I, I can't go out. And yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those rules I'm kind of like, all right, the, no. Like, at least, at least, I'll be okay with this rule, though, as long as they don't let Manfred kind of get his way and say, all right, we're going to put a man on a second in extra innings now. No. For the love of everything that's good and holy of this world, no, do not allow that. Minor leagues, okay, fine. All-star game, fine. I don't care about that. The, those results really don't matter. It's the whole regular season, postseason. I, no, you'd just be kind of, I think, ruining the integrity of the game at that point. I I think uh, we'll see J.D. Davis. If we don't see him tomorrow, I think we'll see him versus Matt Moore. And I think, I think so. uh, Marlon Gonzalez will take a seat. Um and uh, we'll see. Um, I, I'm hoping to see some good things from him, and I just want to see what he can do before he has to go back down. I do, I do. So it, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like one of those things. I just like you know, you know, we we're all really hopeful of seeing like him for like three or four weeks, and it's just not like oh, he's like oh, I'm coming back, guys. Like uh, hands all good now. And I'm like oh, like, okay. Which is another point. You also saw today's game how much they missed Yuli in the five hole. Yeah, yeah. You you can just tell like they. they you wouldn't think about it like they miss him in that five hole, and I, I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And uh, so, yeah, the Diamondbacks are up three to one. It's kind of I'm I'm enjoy looking at box scores, and yeah. I've done that for most mostly today, and it's just fun. And oh yeah, I was surprised to see the um, the Mets and Cardinals game how how many runs the Mets scored. Yeah. Off, especially off your pitcher, Carlos Martinez. Yeah, I know, right? That was a little disappointing. But anyway, but I do have the Mets as uh one of my um uh, on my Twitter account I posted uh who I expect to make the playoffs or to at least win the divisions and you know, walk in the wild card contention. And uh in the National League I chose the Brewers and the Mets to win the two wild cards. There's just something about the Mets. If their pitching can stay together, I think they have enough to push for a wild card. All right, so let's talk about the Astros competition in AL West, what they did today. Mm-hmm. Um, the Angels and the A's played today, mm-hmm. and it went in 11 innings. Um, I don't know exactly what happened. I wasn't paying attention that time, but I know they scored that one run in the 11th. The A's scored the run. Uh, but Otani got his first MLB hit, mm-hmm. but that's all he got. He only struck out once, so he, at least he's making contact. Is that at bat, I know in Yahoo's uh, fantasy, uh, it's a separate person. Yeah. Uh-huh. So is it worth picking him up because somebody dropped him off waivers, or is it not really worth a flyer? Uh, I think I... as a backup guy, and somebody I'm probably not going to start until he starts really hitting. Yeah, and that's the thing too is uh, with the way is 
even as a backup guy, you have to be very selective when when you play him because there's no guarantee he's not going to be a regular hitter and he's not going to be a regular pitcher for the most part. Like it's not going to be like he's going to be playing every day. It's going to be like he's going to hit two or three days a week and pitch. Right. It's like, and say you're in crunch and you need that extra spot, like you need somebody to step in and fill in for a guy that's like, you know, they scratched him today, whatever. I'm not sure. Otani is that type of guy, like, I think you have, you stash him away if you have, like, an extremely deep bench. I think if it was anybody else, he'll be in minor leagues right now. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's ready to, uh, I think his first start Saturday. Yeah, his first, uh, Saturday or Sunday, I don't remember now. But, uh, yeah, I think that, I think Saturday sounds right. Yeah, I think Saturday sounds right. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious. I think he'll be a better pitcher, but what if he doesn't become this two-way star that everybody wants? And All I have to say is Angels, you know, they paid the uh, the entry fee for him, and uh, they, uh, they're they paying him the minimum, so they're not going to yeah. be really that sad, I don't think. But. Yeah, because if he's a good pitcher – then I'm sure they'll be happy. Oh, yeah. If, if he's a good pitcher or a good hitter one way or the other, they're going to get a ton of surplus value from him. So it's like, okay, yeah, this is cool based on what we're paying him. Now, if he would have waited a couple of years and came over and signed that big mega contract like everybody was kind of uh, hoping he would do, then that would have been like, ooh, yeah, that that the, the spotlight on him in the spring would have been so much more harsh, I think. Right. So um, that's what happened to the A's and the um, and, and, Athletic, uh, Sorry, I'm getting really tired. <laughs> the Angels. Um, and then we, we beat the Rangers, of course, and the Mariners are now up 2 to nothing versus the Indians. Yeah, bomb the third. Uh, who started today for the Mariners? Oh, Felix. Felix. Yeah, Felix. King Felix. So everybody doubted him in the fantasy drafts and said, nobody said, oh, you don't want him. And yeah. look how he's pitching against the Indians' uh, offense. Yeah, yeah, the Indians are no, you know, they're one of the top two or three teams in the American League, so... All I have to say is, though, it's nice to see Itrio back in a Mariners lineup again. Seeing him in Yankees and Marlins, especially Marlins, just never seemed right. It was like <laughs> yeah. against nature. Yeah, so um, I'm not too worried. The only team I think I'm more really worried about in the AL West is the Angels. Yeah, the Angels have I think the they have the best team uh, outside of the Astros. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Yankees, speaking of Yankee-Astros foes, um, uh, Stanton had two homers, and oh yeah, everybody's going crazy over that. Yeah, and so yeah, he's going to hit some homers. Oh, yeah. but can he stay healthy? That's one thing. And I'm not sure what happened the second time, but I remember the first time uh, he had Judge strike out, and then right after that, Stanton hit the homer. So yeah, it's, I think you're going to see that a lot this year. Yeah, I think so. You're not going to get, you're not going to strike. I think both of them back to back often many times, no. but they are going to strike out a lot though. But yeah, it's one of those things where Stanton he's going he's going to get his first year of home runs. He's going to play well, but of course you think about the contract he has along with you know last season was really his first year and a couple years that he stayed relatively healthy. So I'm curious to see how he holds up. But but yeah, the Yankees the Yankees they they pulled one out against yeah they beat Toronto today. Okay. All right, so surprise Guriel could be back in the lineup as soon as Tuesday. That'll be interesting. Um, We'll get to see Garrett Cole in his first start on Sunday versus the Rangers, and I'm interested to see what he does. I know I know what he did this spring, but it's a different ball game when it's a regular season game, and I'm kind of glad that it's not starting. He's not starting at Minmay Park. 
yeah. just because I think uh, the pressure of playing in front of home crowd might have been too much. But he is kind of a I don't I don't want to say he's a veteran, but he's kind of that type of guy. So yeah, exactly. you've been listening to the CTH podcast, and uh, we will talk to you next week. And I guess we are about out of time. So this is Eric. And this is Cody. And we'll talk to you next week.